0: This is All Things Ansys, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT, episode 107. We get an update on Ansys AGI and digital mission simulation, along with news and events from the world of Ansys. Welcome to our little podcast. I'm Eric Miller, your host and one of the owners here at PADT. Here in the US we are slowly moving from pandemic to endemic footing with more people in the office more often and more customers visiting our offices as well as more travel to see customers, visit partners and go to events. And it's all ramping up fairly quickly. Um, And was hoping that this would be kind of a cheerful time but unfortunately this good news has been sorely tamped down by the war in Ukraine. I'll be honest, I cannot get my head around how horrible it must be for people in the country and for many listeners who are from Ukraine and may have family and friends trying to survive. I'm truly speechless. So so please join me in a moment of silence uh, to contemplate, pray, send a positive thoughts, whatever you need to do. Uh, let's just take a little break here.
1: Okay, um, let's just focus right now on the world
0: of ANSYS, a place I know at least I feel at home and safe in. So let's let's move forward with that. Um, today we have an update interview on AGI. If you remember, ANSYS acquired AGI at the end of 2020 and the process of making them part of the ANSYS family has gone very fast actually. But instead of me telling you all that and kind of guessing at things, let's hear it from Nate McBee, who is an integral part of the technical team uh, as part of that family. So let's hear what he has to share with us. I want to thank everybody for joining us today for another uh, interview. Today, as promised, we're going to be talking with the folks from ANSYS AGI. Um, If you're a regular listener, you know that we had a conversation with them uh, soon after the acquisition to learn more about the tool set and where it fits into the world of ANSYS, and we promised an update. And that's what we're going to do today. And I'm fortunate enough to be joined by Nate McBee, who works on the ANSYS AGI team. And Nate, why don't we uh, start off? talking about yourself, you know, how you got into engineering and uh, what you do with the AGI team.
1: Sure. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I started uh, back in 2004. Uh, I did my undergrad and uh, and master's in, in aerospace engineering, and I joined uh, up with AGI um, and really started doing a lot of our Direct customer support and uh, and looking at supporting some of our strategic customers. and it just gave me a lot of uh, experience into how customers are trying to use you know and, and leverage modeling and simulation techniques um, to solve some some really difficult problems, right? and uh, and our our industry being mostly across um, you know, Starting from space and and looking at uh, satellite modeling and simulation, there's plenty of hard problems to solve there. So it's it's been an interesting journey um, and kind of a nonstop learning process. So <laughs> I'm definitely still in the in the learning phase. Uh, no matter how long you spend in the industry and uh, and now as part of uh, of Ansys, there's just a whole uh, a whole portfolio of of, uh, of new tools that are available to us. So uh, so so it's been great so far yeah yeah it's 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 uh users always uh keep us on our toes you I mean, give them
0: give them a set of tools and they take it way past where we thought we would and and want more and uh it's yep. one of the fun parts of the job i I love about working in the simulation world well um just for those that that didn't hear our first podcast or are unaware, let's actually begin with a very high level overview of what what the tool set is um and and you know what what mission simulation is uh from a very high level
1: sure yeah so uh so we got started creating uh, a software it's it's become a uh, pretty well in industry standard um called uh satellite toolkit and that was early on with, with agi and it's its primary function then is to give engineers and, and operators uh a, a very high fidelity understanding uh, and prediction of where their satellites were going to be, uh, where their ground stations were, how they could point and orient antennas, and um, you know, un- taking into account uncertainty and different uh, different propagation models. Um, and as as we grew and mature those capabilities, it turned into a multi-domain uh, mission modeling tool. So um, so I would say maybe, 10, Ten plus years ago, we we kind of went through a rebranding and and it's it's called Systems Toolkit. So that's uh, that's the the current version of of our software. and it really is our flagship product. Mm-hmm. And it extends now. Of course, we still have a, a, a very strong uh, modeling simulation heritage for space-based assets. Um, but we've included now and, and grown into multi-domain. So it could be uh, very well, you know, terrestrial networks and aircraft systems, um, other airborne assets and platforms, ground vehicles, um, maritime. So so it really is a kind of a, a digital modeling sandbox for all of these moving uh, systems. So, it, it you know, it, it takes a modeling and simulation paradigm that is very system of systems. So you're combining, you know, you're you're best in breed uh digital models for all of those systems and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how they interact uh, what the quality of their relationships are between each other whether you know you're analyzing rf signals or radar detectability uh, or it could be just you know plain uh, inner visibility uh, Mm -hmm. capabilities so Um, so, yeah, that's, that's really what we do at the core is just provide that, um, that backbone of, of modeling and simulation for that system of systems, uh, you know, level of architecture. That's a good way to look at systems systems and i
0: i hi, the problem with a podcast is it's not visual and i highly recommend that people go to the ansys website and, and go to the agi part of it and and check out the videos of the product because it, it it'll click once you see all the things you can do as these as, as your products move through you know space and space both both you know terrestrial and, and outer space um and seeing the system level simulation that you can do um and it's it's very visually rewarding as well as a ton of good data um that you would have to do a lot of very expensive testing to get otherwise so um, we're we're it's it's a i highly recommend you check out the videos so but uh so you know the acquisition happened a little while ago um you know we covid time i'm not sure if it was six years ago or six months ago but um you know it's it's uh it's been going forward and um you know it's uh i, I think you guys are fairly well uh, built into the company now is that a good good way to put it
1: yeah we we joined in with ansys uh i think in uh december of uh, 2020 so um so we had a lot to do Uh, Mm -hmm. Within that first year, for sure, Um, we were we're a fairly uh, mature company. You know, Mm -hmm. thirty-plus years, so we've got a pretty well-established user base. um, You know, and processes. Uh, We we have some some software that uh, aspects of the software that uh, that go through some some restrictions for government customers. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was a lot of detail um and and things we had to, to go through during that during that acquisition period um and w- i'd say one of the most significant parts of that is trying to get our products um aligned and positioned to grow and uh sort of matriculate into all the other ansys products there's right. a ton of capability that comes from multiphysics solvers um that are just uh you know it, it makes perfect sense to to Establish those inroads, and you know, share uh, simulation results back and forth, and influence, um, you know, the digital models and and mature digital twins of all these systems. And there's so much capability there. So that's been a big focus uh, for us early in the process is to um, sort of get in line <laughs> with the rest mm-hmm. of the Ansys uh, portfolio, and offer our products in a in a very similar streamlined fashion. Um, so, so the, we, there've, there've been a lot of changes, uh, to, to the way we, we offer the products and and bundle our, our capabilities. Um, and I would say for a lot of users, uh, it's, it's probably a, a, a breath of fresh air because we we went through a very significant, uh, product simplification. So, yes. you know, going from, uh, a very modular based offering to it, to a very bundled, uh, offering. So the good news is you, you, you're going to get a. Lot of capability, even at uh, even at an entry level uh, mm-hmm. with SDK. Um, you know, uh, right out of the gate, you'll you'll be modeling and simulating. Uh, you know, across multi-domain systems and and doing a, a, a doing a a lot of integration across the the other ANSYS tools. Um, you know, right there, right there from the beginning.
0: That that's great to know, and and a real strong point, of course, of of any kind of a big change like that. It's kind of like when you move, you you get a chance to. To clean up and and reorganize your your cupboards and your and the way you store stuff in your garage and things and I think yeah. that uh, we've seen that with with every you know sometimes Ansys acquires a small company and it's not that big of a deal but HGI is a significant organization and um you know it's it's a uh, moving is hard but in the end you're like oh this is pretty cool so uh, yeah. we're excited about it those of us on the Ansys side were ecstatic when it happened and and glad to see how quick the progress went I think. You know, AGI touted itself as an open and integratable product, um, a set of products, and uh, yeah, it actually is. <laughs> it's it's gone fairly quickly. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're seeing <clears throat> we're seeing some really early um, integration capabilities coming from uh, spreading across the Ansys Electronics uh, tool suite, um, and it makes a lot of sense for us uh, to be able to you know include results from from tools like HFSS and SBR Plus. Um, and just apply those right um, to to systems that are already uh, moving and um, and exist on the SDK side. Um, so we've we've made progress in making that easy, right? Just data interoperability between those tools. Um, we're we're exploring a lot of cross-product integrations, um, you know, with with mechanical and fluids and um and there's really just kind of no end in sight every every time we have joint uh customer interactions it's uh it's just full of full of ideas so um so yeah there will there will be plenty more to come uh for sure mm-hmm. well and now with zmax coming on board
0: i'm sure that there's going to be some really cool uh on orbit optics or in car optics that we're going to be able to uh, do, uh, down the road with the, uh, systems desktop and, uh, um, to our toolkit, so it's a system toolkit and, uh, and the fee, uh,
1: the, uh, ZMAX stuff. So I'm excited about that as well. So. Yeah. A lot of opportunity with uh, commercial space, right? You, you see, you see so many satellites being launched that are relying on, you know, uh, laser and optical uh, communication methods. So, um, so yeah, those, those integrations and overlaps just make a ton of sense yeah that's really really cool so so one of the things i, I wanted to bring up
0: is um you know ansys has really uh, kind of doubled down on their focus on government initiatives and and what role is the agi team playing in that from, an, from a from a structural standpoint uh for those of us who, who those of our listeners who are on the government side of things
1: yeah yeah so it's uh it's a bit of a rebranding uh i guess for us um we're we are now um, and luckily we don't have to change our acronym, but, mm-hmm. but we're going from, uh, analytical graphics, um, incorporated mm-hmm. to the ANSYS government initiatives, uh, Group. So ah, we're going to be responsible okay. for, um, you know, continuing to maintain and serve, um, all of our federal, you know, A and D, uh, government customers and go- government initiatives. Um, it really gives us an opportunity to expand what we've. Already been offering, um, you know, to that market and those end users um, to now include all the rest of these Ansys products. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there is some some reorganization there. Um, but if if anything, it's really just opening the aperture for us to mm-hmm. better serve, um, you know, what has been our traditional um, end users across uh, government organizations. So, uh, so yeah, we're we're excited to to be able to bring bring those customers um, and, and better serve them with uh, the with expanded portfolio of uh, modeling simulation tools.
0: Somebody somebody deserves a little bit of a bonus there for keeping the AGI uh, acronym going. That's that's great because I, I it
1: takes me years to stop using the the original naming for the companies when they get acquired. So I think yeah, that's there's awesome. probably something to be said there. It seems like a pattern, right? We early on in the company's history we had Satellite Toolkit and we rebranded to Systems Toolkit. So <laughs> we got to keep SDK and I, I think there was a fight to keep AGI, right? So uh, good. <laughs> I don't know if it's clever or or just. Late. Lazy, right? uh, I think it's clever it's a
0: it's a it's a it's a uh, acronym that has some strong uh, positive marketing uh, uh, momentum I behind it there. yeah yeah it, it is it is I, I never liked the term the gold standard but it's the gold standard for this type of, of thing and um, I think keeping it is is good it helps helps everybody know what's going on so that's that's good um, so you know you traditionally served aerospace and defense um, I assume that that's going to continue to be a focus, um, um, anything you want to say about that? And then also, you know, what's, what's the coming focus on non-traditional markets for, for your team?
1: Yeah, definitely continued focus. Uh, if not, you know, doubling down on yeah. aerospace and defense, um, just, just being able to, uh, like we said, serve, serve those traditional markets with even more, you know, best in class <laughs> tools, um. Our non-traditional markets, I, I think that's just kind of green pastures. It's wide yes. open for us for opportunity. We haven't spent a lot of time um, exploring those, right? Mm-hmm. So when we have interactions with, uh, with uh, sales teams and account managers across uh, the ANSYS organization at large, they see um, they see the capabilities that mm-hmm. uh, a product like SDK can bring, and they start asking, "Can this be used for X or Y?" And the reality is, most of the time, you you can answer yes to that. Um, just we haven't done it yet. <laughs> so um, so there's plenty of opportunity there, um, and the the early ones that that we see uh, for sure are around um, you know. Combination of Ansys Electronics, the SDK tools, looking at uh, non-terrestrial networks and 5G, and mm-hmm. uh, you know future conceptual you know, smart city type of uh, applications. Oh, yeah. And and there's a there's there's just a lot there to uh, to unpack and and open up and figure out you know where's the where's the fit between all these tools and how to bring them all together. But uh, but that's exciting um and looking forward to a, a lot of those other you know new markets new initiatives that uh, that we just haven't traditionally been been included in or or even had the bandwidth to go and explore on our own yeah i've been on
0: a career long um, quest to replace excel wherever possible and i think that there's a lot <laughs> of industries out there where people are have very complicated spreadsheets that map out their missions basically you know what how their product is moving or where it's located and how things interact um yeah. And uh, and having a a tool that that makes that so much easier and so much more powerful and so much more uh, robust um, is going to open up a lot of eyes. So. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Yeah, we look forward to the, seeing those case studies as they come out and and see how people are clever. Um, the uh um yeah it, it, it comes up all the time in our discussions with our customers and uh really really excited by getting them uh looking at it more and more so looking forward to that um the, the other thing I wanted to really cover is uh you I think you, you kind of mentioned this but I think you're on the release cycle with the rest of the ANSYS family now is that
1: right so your 2022 r1 uh yeah we we are uh we just released our uh, latest Newest mm-hmm. version, which is uh, SDK 12.4, okay. uh, and we're we're getting in, in lockstep there with uh, with the rest of the Ansys products uh, as part of the 2022 R1 uh, mm-hmm. release. So that uh, that was just made available. Um, it's got a a lot of changes, um, especially in terms of um, you know getting. Our products uh, licensed and delivered um, similar to all the other Ansys products that are in the portfolio. Um, so there are some changes there. Um, obviously, the the product repackaging that, that we went through and, and, and spoke about earlier, um, and then just some some new new capabilities. Um, you know, looking at capabilities that align with um, you know bringing more model based systems engineering capabilities to the to the market through through sdk and some of the agi tools um we have a new feature now for um for modeling large constellation designs so thinking Uh, of appropriate yeah (laughs) yeah yeah very very appropriate commercial space uh we see all these elaborate uh you know uh, several thousand uh satellite uh constellation designs come out and that you can imagine doing that in a traditional uh design approach can be uh, a, a heavy lift on the simulation side. So, um, so yeah, we've we've come out with some some new capabilities that make that a lot easier uh, and much more efficient computationally to explore those those constellation designs, um, and 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 just a lot of small usability changes um, that that come as part of this release. So, uh, so yeah, just some some really cool stuff. Um, and moving forward, uh, looking to, to get into that more rapid release, uh, cycle. So we'll have, you know, 2022 R1, R2, and, and hopefully, uh, hopefully keep up that cadence.
0: I don't know if you've talked to any of the people that have been in, uh, ANSYS development for a long time, but, you know, we, we struggled over many years to get to this cadence and tried a lot of different things. And, uh, it, it, it can be a little overwhelming for development, but once you get into the cadence, um, it's a great way to do it, and it gets features out there faster, and also doesn't rush some features. And um, it's it's uh, and it's it's nice on the user side because we know we're going to get two releases a year, and here's where they come. And um, we're we're huge fans of it, so um, glad glad you guys are are on that that uh, bandwagon. One, yeah. getting getting into the weeds a little bit here, uh, from my perspective and my background, um, what, what, a little bit of what I did when I used to do simulation um, was some on-orbit uh, thermodynamics. And one of the things we're hoping to see is the ability to maybe couple ANSYS mechanical um, and, and do thermal simulation or the uh, HFSS and be able to look at radiation and things like that uh, for satellites and other things. Things on orbit is how's that coming along?
1: Yeah, no, I mean you're you're speaking our language because that's uh, that's those are capabilities and use cases that uh, that we've been focused on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was one of our um, it was one of our early uh, ideas for cross product integrations um, with another Ansys product um, from the the EMA mm-hmm. uh, group, so EMA cable and EMA charge. Um, we have a space environment effects uh, capability. So when you put, um, you know, objects on orbit, you can then analyze, you know, what their uh, exposure to, to various uh, types of radiation would be. Of course, you know, heating and, and thermal loading and, and those sort of things. Um, and then taking those and pushing that data back out to, um, to products like the, the EMA charge or ansys mechanical and, and looking at how those uh th- those radiation or, or uh or heat signatures um mm-hmm. affect that vehicle itself uh and all and of course all the onboard payload so if right. you know, obviously you've got uh COM and rf and, and radar and, and other things to to consider there so so yeah we we were able to uh we were able to do some uh, some some pretty easy um, data interoperability studies there between some of those those tools. Uh, few, maybe it was two years back now, and of course, uh, COVID time. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, exactly. maybe it was even more. Um, but we had a joint uh, digital engineering forum, and those resources I, I think are still available on our website. Okay. Um, one of the examples was uh, was with Ansys Mechanical for uh, CubeSat um, thermal. Um, Thermal analysis. It was it was very cool to see that because we typically don't go down to that you know Mm -hmm. know, uh, microchip uh, level and and looking at uh, reliability studies and fatigue and and other things right. So it was um, so it was very eye opening to be able to say like you really can go from you know microchip to the mission right or vice versa and look at all the effects and all those individual design elements they all trickle through that entire system and they they impact it um in usually in various different ways so um so yeah there's some some very cool stuff coming out of the out of the engineering teams just looking at those early integrations and and definitely thermal thermal analysis is uh was one of those early adopters that's awesome, that's awesome. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to, to
0: get our hands on that and uh, have our customers use it as well. Cause it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those cumbersome Excel based things a lot of times these days. So um, yeah. please
1: don't use Excel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Excel should be used for your personal finances and making to do lists. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, love it. Um, anything you want to share with our listeners that, uh, about the product family or the team or the company uh, uh,
1: before we, uh, we head out? uh yeah just um, you know again thanks for having me on um i we look forward to to you know working with uh new customer bases uh pdt in, in particular obviously is a fantastic ansys uh, you know channel partner um looking forward to being brought into um a, a lot more opportunities and adjacent markets that maybe we haven't traditionally been in involved in um if if customers and listeners are not familiar with AGI, maybe mm-hmm. this is the first time you've been exposed. I would uh, again just encourage go to the website. Um, if you're like me, uh, you're you're probably a visual learner as well. Mm-hmm. Check us out on uh, on YouTube. There's so many tutorials and getting started things. If you like to, you know, roll up your sleeves and and, and get get a hold of the software and, and give it a shot. Tons of material out there uh, to, to help you get started. Uh, with that. So, um, so definitely encourage that. Excellent. Yeah. I forgot about the, yeah, there's some fantastic YouTube
0: stuff out there. So yeah, take a look at it. And uh, as always reach out to whoever you get your answers from, um, They'd love to hear any questions about this tool suite or how it integrates with what you're already using or how you can uh, kind of amp up your system. I love that system of system simulation and uh, and get get better and faster and and uh, explore more of the design space. I think that's one of the things we're starting to see is instead of just running like two corner cases um using tools like this, um, the, the SDK to to kind of run the whole spectrum of the mission and and really find out where where how the how the uh, product behaves throughout the entire mission. So it's cool it's, stuff, yeah, very cool. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for your time. Um, hopefully, we'll, we'll catch up again soon to uh, figure out uh, what's next and, and how things are going. And I, 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 I appreciate your time. It's been uh, really helpful to help me understand where things are and hopefully our listeners as well. So we hope to talk to you soon. Sure. Yep. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. We'll talk soon. Bye. Yep. So as you can tell, the traditional application for this tool set is huge. And the more we explore its capability, the more potential we see with its uses elsewhere. This is a reason, uh, or th- there's a reason why SDK is the industry standard. And as much as I hate the term, the gold standard, um, it really does do what it says. Uh, so do check out the ANSYS website to learn more, view some of those great videos, and don't hesitate to reach out with questions. For today's commercial, I want to talk about mentoring, ANSYS mentoring specifically. Have you ever looked at your screen after hours of trying to figure out how to do something or fix something and say to yourself, If I could just get access to an expert to help me work through this, I'd get to results so much faster. Well, that's exactly what PADT's ANSYS mentoring is all about. You get access to our team of experts by the hour, and they can help you one-on-one in whatever way you need. We have been offering it for over 20 years, and our customers who take advantage of this service keep coming back for more. You do not have to be one of PADT's ANSYS customers or even located in the United States to use our mentoring services. So please reach out to us at info at padtinc.com, or you can send an email to our support email address, swsupport at padtinc.com, ask about our mentoring services, and we'll help you out. Mentoring, it's the fastest and most cost-effective way to overcome any technical challenge you face in your ANSYS usage. All right, let's take a look at the ANSYS stock right now as we get into the news. Well, and in general, you know, things are down because uh, of the reasons, especially the war in Ukraine. Um, it's been a big driver as well. So, um, you know, it's not it's not going well. <laughs> uh, across the board, ANSYS included. So this morning, um, which is uh, March 10th, I looked when I got to the office this morning and the market was open in New York. Um, ANSYS is at about $304, it was at that time about $304 a share. Um, and it was bouncing around a lot, quite a bit. So I'm not sure what it'll end up for the day. That's down 24% since January 1st where the S&P is down at 11%. So we'll keep our eye on that and let you know how it progresses through all these things we have no control over. Um, Ansys news-wise, there's really only one important bit of news. Um, they partnered with Global Foundries. Um, it's it's kind of hard to explain what it's about, so let me just read to you the subheading. Ansys and Global Foundries collaborate to offer first of its kind silicon, physics, pho- ph- excuse me, silicon photonics solution to address the explosive growth of data volume while significantly reducing power consumption. So, what does that mean? Global Foundries is one of those companies like TMSC and Intel's building a new fab for this where they make chips for other companies. Uh, Companies that are called fabless companies have to find a fab to make their their chips. That's what Global Foundries does. So, this collaboration lets companies that want to design devices that have both the computational and memory stuff on them, as well as the fiber optic communication uh, source and reader on them as well, right? So you can combine it all together in one place. Um, and it's a, it's kind of a big deal. If you're doing that kind of networking and you want to take advantage of the latest optical networking capability, um, this is going to be a big deal and, and is another example of them uh, really coming up with workflows that work by partnering with folks and uh, partnering with one of the biggest fab places in the world, it should pay off. So good stuff there. Um, in in PDT news, um, if you were listening to the last podcast, you kind of got an insider or uh, scoop on the fact that we were going to launch a new website. And it's up there. Um, it is. Uh, we, did, we did it quietly because we're still debugging it a little bit, but we figured the best thing to do is get it up there and, and debug it while it was live. But uh, please check it out and let us know what you think. Everything in our blog is still there. It just looks uh, better now. So, uh, let us know what you think about that. Speaking of blogs, the Ansys blog, um, the, there was only one article that I that I really liked in there. Uh, well, actually, two, two. Uh, the first one is that um, in a previous podcast I mentioned that there was a really good article from some of the HFSS team about five G and aircraft safety. Right, there's this concern of can airplanes land where there's five G towers. Um, They've done a part two and a part three. Do check those out to understand not just what is going on with this whole issue, but also the role of simulation plays to make sure things are safe. Um, So I found that really useful. And the other blog article that I wanna point out is that ANSYS announced Simulation World 2022. um, And they announced it in the blog and all over the place as well. If you ever log on the website, you'll see it. It's May 18th and registration is open now. It's the third year. This is a virtual conference and it's really learning more towards Uh, information for leaders it's not really a uh, you know here's my here's an entire day of people showing off their ansys models it's really about how to use simulation uh, in your business better so and they even say you know who should go is cxos heads of engineering or operations leaders in product design and development product managers sustainability leaders as well as heads of r&d startup leaders technology evangelists industry analysts journalists and academia so if that's you do check out the uh, simulation world. We didn't add anything to PDT blog um, for for ANSYS-related stuff because we were moving the website, so nothing there. Upcoming events, we do have a webinar coming up for high and low-frequency electromagnetics in 2022 R1, I guess it is. And that's going to be on, let me see, March 23rd. So as usual, it's going to be on brighttalk.com or you can go to our website, our new website, and go to the events page and see how to register from there as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, A heads up that PDT and ANSYS will be at the Space Symposium April 4th through 7th in Colorado Springs. In fact, Nate, who just uh, did our interview today, will be there in the ANSYS booth. And I'll be at the Arizona Space Industry booth. Uh, we're, we're doing a whole big thing for a bunch of Arizona companies, and I'll be there as well. So if you do go to the Space Symposium, stop by and say hi to both of us. I'll also be at what they now call Design, Engineer, Build. That's the big show in Anaheim that used to be MDM and a bunch of other shows. Now it's all combined together. It's called IME West Design, Engineer, Build. Having said all that. PAT will have a booth. Uh, I'm hosting one of the conference tracks also on Wednesday. I'll be uh, all day in the conference, uh, hosting a track on a bunch of different things uh, on automation and 3D printing and all sorts of cool things going on in the world of engineering. So that's what's coming up. Event-wise, we hope to see you at some of those. Do stop by and say hi. And that's it for the podcast. So I want to thank everybody once again for for listening and uh, spread the word to other folks about the podcast, get the subscriptions up, and don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter to learn everything that's going on at PADT. And that's at www.padtinc.com slash opt-in. And as always, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you for joining us for the All Things Answers podcast, episode 107. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with Answers Inc. And the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com blog. And please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.